Hello there, Mahaba Verhoj Geldenez. Welcome to another edition of Talking Round North Cyprus. I'm Sarah Palmer. Delighted, as always, to have your company as we celebrate our great love for the TRNC. Well, we've got a bumper-packed edition for you today. In a short while, we'll be hearing why one developer, the AFIC Group, decided to come to this part of the MED and how the business has flourished in the past 16 years. We'll also find out how COVID and the lockdowns have affected this sector and about the very good and maybe not so quite good parts of the island as they see it. But first, we're at the finishing line as Helen Carriman and her six-year-old son, Dennis, finally and triumphantly concluded a journey with my son. You may remember, if you're an avid listener to this podcast, that we uh, chatted with her before she started her month-long adventure because she wanted to really bond with her only child and wanted to make that bond even stronger. And they've been on quite an adventure. We caught up with them halfway uh, around as well after a bit of an accident and a change of plan. So do go back and have a re-listen to those podcasts um, familiarise yourself with the story. But we were at the finish line. Well, when I say we, obviously not me because I'm still stuck in England. But of course, uh, my podcast partner in crime, Roger Barra, was there going over the crater of potholes, apparently, to get to the very end of the island. Uh, Roger, of course, uh, permanently living over there in North Cyprus. So, Roger, it sounded like it was really special when you met up with Helen, apart from maybe the drive up there. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hello, everyone. Very good to be here as always. Yes, it, an extremely unique and moving occasion as Helen and Dennis completed the last stretch of their journey. And this was a walk from, um, I'm sure uh, some of our listeners will know it, the Seabird Restaurant, which is like the last bit of life before getting to the edge <laughs> of the car pass, to the easternmost part of the car pass. It's actually called Zephyr Bernou. You literally can't go any further as, well, you'd get wet. So just picture the scene, family, friends, and even the May of Nicosia uh, putting in an appearance. The sun about to set, quite windy, of course, as there's no shelter there at all. When round the corner came Helen and Denise at the climax of their trip. And uh, well, I'm afraid I jumped straight in. A quick word. Just a quick word, darling. Yes. Congratulations, by the way. Well done. Well done. Anyway, listen, you look exhausted. How do you feel having just completed your incredible challenge? Brilliant. We actually walked here non-stop. We didn't have even a single break. Maybe we had 30 seconds at the point. We had a sip of water. We wanted to catch the sunset here because, come on, look at the views. And we did it. How, how, how tough did you find it? Was it tougher than you thought? The heat? No, no, no it was easier than I thought. But we walked at a faster pace than uh, it was planned. So that's why I'm like out of breath now. But the thing is, I'm proud of him because he made it. He followed me at this speed at six years old. What, what do you think he'll get out of this? Because it's a lot for a six-year-old to take in. Maybe it'll be a few years before he appreciates what's just You know just what happened. he told me last night? He said, Mom, one day when you'll be gone, I'll remember this night. And I'll remember this moon rising over the sea. I'll come here with my children and I'll tell them stories about you and this journey. That's what he told me last That's night. Beautiful. 
<laughs> and, and now what are you going to do? The next month's going to be a complete anti-climax, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but uh, it's, this just can't end here. We'll continue somehow with the different things along our way. It's just, we can't just go back to our normal lives now. I think this has been the start of uh, a very different life that we're going to have. We're going to try and do more for the people living in this island and for children and for the local traditions and cultures and everyone that, you know, supported us Brilliant. in these 28 days. Many congratulations. Well done, <laughs> both you. of you. Fantastic. Yes, unsurprisingly, a very emotional Helen there right at the end of her trip. But, you know, her boy, Sarah, well, you wouldn't think They'd been walking long distances for the best part of the month. Aww. He was buzzing and running around, <laughs> basically still a bundle of energy. It was, it was great to see. It was. And I've been following their journey on Facebook and you can catch it on Facebook, a journey with my son. And I mean, the, she found time to just write all sorts of description and the places they went. And actually, if you wanted to sort of, you know, have an off the beat tourist guide of the TRNC, then you can't do any worse than go to her Facebook page and find out about the villages and the people she met and all those sorts of things, all the things that she did with her son. So um, that sounds absolutely brilliant and uh, well done her indeed. And of course, she was raising money, I think, for the um, uh, women's refuge in Nicosia um, as well. So um, hopefully she's raised a little bit of money for that and a great cause and um, and great mm -hmm. memories as well. So, uh, yeah, well done indeed, Helen. So back to sort of uh, mundane things, if you like. Um, how are things looking over, over there with regard to, to your, your figures and your COVID and bits and pieces like that? Uh, understand you got a new, some sort of new adder pass. Did I read something about that? Yes, yeah, so as with most things over here, quite confusing to start with. <laughs> um, adder pass is actually an app which citizens and residents have to get on their phone and, and effectively it's where all your vaccine information goes in so it proves you've had two or in many cases three uh, vaccines and the idea is you, you're not allowed to go indoors into various places unless you show uh, your barcode is scanned and they can see that you've been vaccinated. There are some places where you also need a PCR test in addition to that. It's been trialled in the capital, in Nicosia at the moment, and it's expected then to go around the whole island uh, as soon as possible. The one thing we're not sure of is, what about visitors? Mm. Yeah, these are all about people who have been vaccinated in the TRNC. So like, if you come over, Sarah, I'm not quite sure how you go about proving uh, you wouldn't have an adder pass and I no. don't think you'd be able to get one. So do you just bring your vaccination details from the UK? They haven't quite made an announcement about that yet. And, and you bring and your we'll, plane we'll ticket and your passport and show that you're yeah. a visitor and that you came in last yeah. Wednesday or whatever it is. And then you're just wandering around with loads of bits of paper. <laughs> and, and, and we've had some, oh, I've got a friend of mine who went to Iskele post office to post a letter, buy some stamps and post a letter. Now you can't go in. So they've got like a window to where you stand on the pavement outside. And my friend Graham, he's already had at least two, possibly he's had the third injection, the Pfizer, after the two Sinovacs. Uh, so he's fully vaccinated. He got, handed his letter in. The guy refused to touch it. He said, no, you, you have to show me your PCR test. 
He said, I want to post a letter. No, you've got to have a PCR test. Otherwise, I'm not allowed to touch your letter. So there are some things that aren't quite hitting the mark here. And and we'll have to wait and see what happens. But Sarah, far as figures are concerned, nothing's really changed Mm. between 120 and 180 new cases a day. There's quite a few in ICU, 17 or 18 last time I saw. Had another couple, two or three deaths. Uh, one person was 111 years old, oh, bless, you know, and I'm thinking, goodness. what a shame to submit to COVID if that's what the case was, mm. but not a bad innings, is it? No, no, absolutely. And oh, just think of the stories they could have told us, Rog. Oh, oh, oh I, know, I know. Anyway, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's the same here. Yeah, just watching cases go up, but... Everybody seems to sort of, you know, feel like we're past the worst. But anyway, uh, yeah, we just we just carry on, don't we? And uh, do the best. Right. So I'm excited about this, actually. On to our special guest for this edition of Talking Round North Cyprus. And for the first time, we've been talking to a development company to find out the attraction of building here in this here. What am I saying here? I mean, there in the TRNC uh, with so much <laughs> construction going on particularly, Rog, actually, in the east of the island, I mean, in the Famagusta and Eskele areas. Whoa, you're telling me. You know, people that haven't visited this area for a few years are amazed at the Mm. changes that we're all experiencing. Now, for the AFIC crew, those changes have been nothing short of remarkable. Now, if you take their largest project, indeed their first one, Caesar Resort, just a stone's throw from Long Beach in Eskele. Now, it started out as one tiny block of apartments, one block surrounded by fields, nothing else in the area. That resort has expanded now to well over 30 blocks. They've got six or seven pools, restaurants, even its own shopping precinct. Well, the AFIC Group's general manager is Michael Mistriel. Now, he's known to just about everybody as Mickey. <laughs> and I wanted to know, first of all, why this firm, originally from Israel, came to a completely undeveloped and, of course, divided island of North Cyprus. We came here at, uh, I mean, we started uh, doing business in 2005. I came here first in 2004. At that time, there was a, a booming of investors that came from Israel to North Cyprus. Everybody saw the potential of North Cyprus compared to South Cyprus. The price of the lands was, was significantly low, lower than in the South. And there were a lot of opportunities. There were, there were, there were a lot of real estate uh, businessmen that bought land and sold land and were making uh, profit from selling and buying. Uh, but we were the ones who came here and wanted really to build. So at the beginning, we came to Iskele, which was like nothing. There were a few villas there, fields, just nothing. We have some photos. You can see that we just had a small office in the middle of nowhere and a few villas near us and some sea view and that was it and then from 2006 we started building and now it's been now it's 2021 we've already sold more than 2500 units so we're way more than what we built and now we're closing the gap to finish building what we sold so Eventually, what I think the magic thing of Caesar Resort, why, why it turned out to be such a successful place, is because we didn't invest in a project just to make money and to live. We, we built our own lifestyle in there. We, we thought that 
selling a lifestyle is more important than selling apartment because eventually apartment is four walls you live in but the lifestyle the people the community we built make it makes the 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 resident feel at home and when you when you see these people in caesar resort with different nationalities different religions and mutual respect everybody's respectful no violence no crime really i think it's like the most perfect society that you can find totally different people but all of them get along but at the same time it was one hell of a risk surely yeah it was one hell of a risk because uh, at that time nobody knew us we were foreigners and we had to imp- to prove ourselves to the to the to the buyers why they're going to you know buy from us we didn't do anything in cyprus only in israel but because we mainly invested first in the facilities so it made the people the potential buyers believe in us because they saw the pools they saw the restaurant they saw the 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 infrastructure so they understood that this is a place that has a potential and then when we started building at the beginning was four uh, stories and then we saw there's more demand so we went to seven stories and now we're doing 11 floors so eventually the demand is is really really high and uh, we kept you know expanding and expanding season one season two season three now we are planning season six which is going to have a golf course as well and much more facilities so yeah i i i think that you know with the way that we 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 planned our business there it was the best way to do it because nobody eventually invested so much in infrastructure mickey you mentioned that you were foreigners and many of the developers here are turkish or yeah. turkish cypriot did you find difficulties being yes. a foreigner did you have to prove yourself yes yes of course as a foreigner nobody knows you you have no connections especially in the authorities you need to build yourself from zero so we we did have to you know build our relationship with the with the government with uh you know uh, ministries with the land registry with everybody in order to gain the 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 trust but thank thank god i mean my father is very good at this kind of uh he has this talent to build good relations so thank god now we're in a very good uh, relations with everybody and that's very good for us now that once we need uh, permissions or help from government so they are really really helpful at the beginning it was much harder but nowadays uh, they are being really helpful really helpful can i ask you now about covid the lockdown everything was going so well you're building seven eight blocks at the same time before it was only one block you finish you build another block how difficult was that for a company like the afic group Well, it's quite obvious that the COVID, um, you know, created a lot of uh, difficulties uh, for selling because a lot of potential buyers will cannot come. So, a lot of people will not buy unless they see with their own eyes. So we had uh, we had some dropping in the sales, but after a few months, we changed the strategy a little bit and we invested more in selling off plan and online. and we built some kind of network with agents and the sales took up again and now even even during covid yeah and now it's like there's no covid with the sales we're selling even better than before covid thank god so you know eventually um, 
you know, the whole world, the whole marketing game had to adapt itself. They all, I mean, we, we, we're going through an era that people need to understand that COVID changed the game. Yeah. And if you don't adapt yourself to the COVID era, you're going to be left behind. So thank God we did it uh, in a good way. And we have a big network of agents. So they're bringing the customers. We have uh, special uh, inspection trips for uh, buyers. They're coming for three days. They're staying. They see the property. They see the facilities and if they want to buy they buy if no they can go and we managed to sell quite a lot of apartments and even people came and stayed in quarantine just to buy apartments it did happen how difficult is it for you the affic group your home is israel your real home i know you've all made your home here but how difficult is it to live away from the place you were born the place where you were brought up well, because uh, we are international people, I mean, we, uh, we grew up in Africa. I grew up in Africa, 10 years of my childhood in, in Ivory Coast, Côte d'Ivoire, in a French-speaking... Uh, because that's uh, where yeah. your father was building. Yeah, we were building, he was building there, I, I grew up there. So for us, you know, the, I mean, I was in American school, so for us it's not such a big issue. But thank God Israel is just 40 minutes away from here, so you, you drive to Larnaca and from there 40 minutes, it's just like, uh, you know, a, a domestic flight in England. It's not yeah. so far away. But of course, you know, my friends I miss, my family, I don't see them that much, but they can get on a plane. And today, you know, with 50 euros, you can get here. So it's not as bad. But just the COVID is a bit of a problem because of the quarantine. But apart from that, it's, it's just a short flight and uh, people can come visit me. I can visit them. It's so much easy. Now, Caesar Resort has become Caesar City. Did you envisage that when you first came here? We had no clue it's gonna turn out to be like this. Because when we started first, it was four uh, buildings of four floors. Now we're in 11 floors. Now we have some double loaded buildings that have 140 apartments. So we, we never imagined it, could, it would turn out to be so, uh, so popular and so, so, so much sales. So the evolution of the place, was beyond what we expected, really. What's your, what do you say to the arguments that say is Skele, beautiful place. At the moment, it's not too built up, but it's getting that way, of which your company will be responsible for some of that building, along with all the other developers. And people are saying it's going to become like Gurney very soon. How, how do you answer that? I would be happy if we would have had the, the infrastructure like Girne. Uh, the thing that is really uh, problematic in uh, Iskele is the infrastructure is not... I mean, I think there's a lot, of, uh, a lot to be done by the government to improve the infrastructure. The, the Are roads, you talking about roads, sewerage, what? Roads and uh, sewage and a lot of electric, you know, just to get the electric in the right capacity, it's very difficult. We had to invest our own money laying down big cables for Kiptech in order for them to make money afterwards with our own investments. So, so there is a lot to be done in order to support us, in order to make the, the, you know, this town of Iskele more modern. But of course, you know, it's a question of budget as well. You know, they don't have much budget in the Belédier. But I do believe that Iskele, uh, when you look at Iskele now, you have big projects of big companies. So I do believe Iskele is heading to, towards being like Girne. And also, the, the, even uh, the beach is better than Guernay. But is that a good thing, being like Guernay? Traffic well, jams, you well, know? Well, you know, if, 
if people don't like it, they can rent a home uh, five kilometers on the north or the south, and then they, they're not going to be in the, in the center. But eventually it's an evolution of every town in the world. When there's more people, you know, coming in, they, this is a normal thing that happens. And what's your relationship, the AFIC group, with the other developers, Noyala? Because often I see uh, your brother, uh, Jack, liking uh, Facebook pages from other... What, what, what is your relationship yeah. with the other developers? Because you're all after the same market, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, but uh, this is, uh, I think, uh, some kind of uh, education we got from our father. We, we, we play fair game. So that means we all, you know, in the same market but there's mutual respect i will be happy if they're selling i will be happy if they are developing eventually you know the whole uh, um, if it's gonna look modern and nice is better for me than it's gonna look like uh, an old place so i really uh, you know i have no no jealousy or envy of on by uh, of any developer for me if they're su- successful i'm happy i'm selling good enough you know, I don't care uh, what people will say or if people are jealous of us. It doesn't really take my uh, energy. What's important for me is that I'm doing my job properly in a fair game. We're never going to talk bad about any developers. We are good sportsmen. Okay, but what, what if you're both after the same piece of land? You know it's going to be a fantastic profit. And they beat you or you beat them. I mean, surely there must be some... But I tell you there what, must Roger, be great competition. I tell you, Roger, really... What we built, nobody can build. Why? Because the, the investment we did in infrastructure, so many swimming pools and gym and spa, no new developer would ever invest so much money because the return on that investment would be so long. So the, the, the tools we have for selling, I think we are one, one step ahead of the others. So I'm, I'm not worried, you know. Let them uh, sell, earn money. And also, I, I'm, I'm making money, we're all happy, so the, really there's no any uh, grudge or anything, everything is fine, really. And what about the future for the AFIC group? In Iskele, you are, you are one of the market leaders, of course, but you've now building in Esentepe, yeah. uh, you've built at Tatlisu before, any plans to go further afield in northern Cyprus? Yes, uh, we, we started a very, very nice project in Esentepe. It's on a cliff, yeah. a cliff with an amazing, spectacular view of the Mediterranean. I think it's going to be a leading project over there. This is uh, our biggest project away from uh, Iskele area. We have Tatlisu also, some new projects coming up. We have Caesar Blue here, just behind us, which is also going very well. The sales, we are in a... Really in a, in, a, in a lot of work there because we have to finish all the facilities and everything. And we started also building in the south. We started a project in Pila, which is in the south Cyprus. Now we're in the stage of getting the permissions, but it's going to be also a resort with uh, indoor pool, outdoor pool, spa, gym and everything. And this is for those who want to buy in the south side, which is more expensive. But for us, it's good that we have all kinds of, uh, you know, products to sell. South, north, uh, high-rise buildings, villas, everything. Yeah, so the future is uh, looking good. Last thing then, Mickey. Um, tell me something great about the TRNC that you think is very special and something maybe 
where TRNC could improve itself. Yeah, I will start with the good things. The TRNC, as you can see, first of all, is the safest place on earth, I think. Like nowhere else. I mean, people leave their cars open. Uh, you don't hear of violence. Uh, I mean, the, this is like the good old days before, you know, like 50 years ago when everything was uh, safe in modern countries and now it's not. So TRNC in that sense is really, really second to none. Beside that, I think that uh, the people here are very good, warm and welcoming. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy living here. Only thing is that it's a bit, you know, for me it could be better is the more investment in infrastructure, more investment in uh, aesthetic of the place. For example, when you cross the border, uh, I mean, I've, you know, people coming crossing the border, and they pass the Irina border, and then they see the Turkey side, they're always like, what happened? It looks so old and roads not fixed. There should be some little bit more investment in the fixing the roads, making the place more tidy and nice. But the potential is, is, is much higher than what it is. I do believe that TRNC is going to be a very, very good place to live. Even I mean, now it is, but it's going to be even much better in a few years. It's going to be even better. Well, that was Mickey, Michael Mistriel, General Manager of the AFIC Group. And of course, they're not the only developers in, in the area. It's, uh, it's becoming uh, massively built up compared mm. to 10 years ago. And it was interesting that how many times did Mickey say the two words? One was lifestyle, which is more important than selling apartments because one leads to the other. Sure. And infrastructure. Mm. And the fact that that is one of the things that's not so good about the area. I remember going to an environmental impact assessment for a group of developers very close to Caesar Resort that had got plans for massive uh, big blocks. I said, environmentally, this is a disaster. You've only got one road coming in to Caesar Resort, which will also have to serve the new development. So where's the other road going to go? And they sort of shrugged their shoulders. This is the environmental department, the Ministry of the Environment, saying, well, there's no room for another road, so it'll just have to do. Oh, and unfortunately, even though they go through the whole process of environmental impact, very little is done about it. And I'm sure that's the point that, that, that Mickey was saying there. So still things to be done, as lovely as the area is, and that we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. And I mean, you'd think that because the money that must be coming into that area now, that would filter down into into local coffers, if you like. And so that the money that's being brought in would would therefore go towards the infrastructure and make it, you know, they worked ha hand in glove, if you like, to sort of make the area better. It'd be interesting mm -hmm. to see. I mean, I, as I say, I haven't been out there for it's well over 18 months now. And um, I'm sure I'd be surprised. They were building a big hotel just sort of down the road from uh, Caesar Resort when I was there. So is that done now? No, but they're, they're up to about 20 stories, but they got another 12 or 13 to go. It, oh, you sort of my goodness. won't believe the size of it. And uh, But interestingly, because Iskeli is now getting quite built up and there's so much development going on, companies like Dennis Plaza, the uh, stationery firm, yeah. uh, they've got offices everywhere. Well, there's nothing in Iskeli. There is now, and I think it's opening in a few days' time. There's going to be a new China Bazaar, my pharmacist tells me. Again, you have to go to Famagusta or Nicosia yeah, yeah. or Gurdane yeah, yeah. for, for things like that. So, you know, some things are happening in this gully. We just need the new roads and the yes. sewerage and everything else, the, the electricity support supply yeah, to support it. And hopefully it will happen. 
because you only have to plug your kettle in in one place and, and the whole resort goes off sometimes. I mean, fortunately, they've got their own generators and it was interesting hearing Mickey say that they'd paid, they'd paid to lay the cables on Kibtech's behalf, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, sometimes it's it's all a little bit dodgy, isn't it? As I say, somebody... Well, it is. To- and I do feel sorry for Kibtech in a way because they are owed millions. I'm talking millions of tele, mostly from government and municipalities, government departments really? and, and municipalities. And it's outrageous. You know, if, if, I, if I or if you or I uh, are a month late in paying our electric bill, we get cut off. Mm. But the big, the big conglomerations don't and uh, they should do because it's yeah. an absolute scandal that the electric company. The other scandal is, of course, it's run by oil. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is prehistoric now. You'd mm. think a place like ours that gets 340 days of sunshine in a year, why the whole mm. island isn't run on solar? Okay, mm. the initial startup costs are phenomenal, but after that, your electricity is virtually free. So, anyway, yeah. it's just playing catch up, isn't it? I mean, people recognize how lovely the place is. And so, you know, build build cities and want people to come and stay. But it's mm. but it's sort of trying to get them to follow up behind and get all the infrastructure in after that. And maybe maybe mm. Turkey will eventually realise and give them a helping hand. Lovely. All right, Rog. Well, um, I will let you uh, let you go because I know you're a busy man, despite being retired. Lots of things to do. Um, so uh, thanks again for listening. Do follow us on Facebook. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Look for Talking Round North Cyprus. You can email us as well if you want to. If you know anybody interesting that we can chat to, you're interesting yourself, uh, trnc.podcast at gmail.com. So thanks again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe as well wherever you listen to this. I'm Sarah Palmer. And I'm Roger Barrow. We look forward to your company in our next edition of Talking Round North Cyprus.